Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. Conversations with Ask Ash focuses on people, processes, and outcomes. Ashley dives into everyday conversations around work efficiency, team productivity, and project execution. Let's get into the show. And now, your host, Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. What's going on, everyone? This is Ashley Schuler, your business system strategist, and we are back for another episode of Conversations with Ask Ash. We've been having so much fun these past few episodes. We're talking about managing our work team collaboration, what does it mean to evaluate the work that we're doing, creating a standard, a quality standard for the project execution and everything in between. And today we're going to be talking about why we fail. What are some of these reasons why some of our projects that we're working on in our business don't turn out the way that we've envisioned? One of the reasons why our projects fail or that we don't hit our goals within our projects is because we don't value the art of planning. We're going to break this down because I love this concept because I believe that poor planning equals poor execution. And that's because we oftentimes are rushing to get to the end result. And I'm including the we in the me. I've done it too, where I'm so focused on getting to the next thing. I'm not properly planning what I'm supposed to be doing. And so why do we plan? And I'm sure you're probably thinking, okay, Ashley, like we know why we plan. We plan, you know, so that we can just, you know, get the work done. No, we plan for a few things. We plan in order to execute. We plan so that we can reduce confusion and chaos. We plan because we want to achieve our goals. We plan to stay focused and we plan to simplify decision making. And what does planning involve? Planning involves the preparation of the work. This is setting deadlines and creating a strategy around how you're going to accomplish your work. So it's identifying who's involved. Okay, who do I need to make this particular project happen? How do I meet this particular metric or goal within this project? We got to ask ourselves these questions. What information do I need to get from point A to point C? Because sometimes we just need to actually move the needle a little bit in order for us to actually get a running start to what we're trying to accomplish. In terms of setting deadlines, we lack setting deadlines. And maybe that is also too why we fail. This aspect of not setting concrete deadlines. We have to be accountable to the work that we're doing. So setting deadlines ensures that we stay focused on hitting that target. Now, when we're talking about targets, we're not just talking about meeting the deadlines. We're actually talking about even the metrics and what we're measuring. And you see, creating a strategy around how we're going to accomplish that is also a part of the planning process. So this is why planning, it ain't nothing slight about planning. And we can't rush the planning process. So it all depends on the complexity of your project, the industry, who's involved, the deadlines you set, the metrics. It all varies in terms of how long your planning process will be. So I just wanted to make sure that we were clear on that point because it's not about a race and it's not about, ooh, how long do I have to plan? Or man, Ashley, like I don't have that much time to do this. Listen, another great tip is to actually bring someone else into your process to say, hey, I need help thinking out this process in order for me to actually execute this goal. What's the saying? Phone a friend, right? Bring somebody into the process because you know what? That person's going to be able to offer a perspective 
that maybe you haven't even thought of? Does it mean that you take their word verbatim? Does it mean that you actually just go and follow their instructions or advice? No, you're still your own person. You're still your CEO. So you need to put that hat on and be sure that the information matches what exactly that you are looking to accomplish. So make sure whoever that you're in contact with, whoever you're bringing into the fold, that person's trusting, that person is understanding what exactly you're trying to do because you can take pieces of what they are offering and then apply it to your own situation. Another planning tip, be sure to have your own customized process for how you execute your work. What do I mean by that? That means that there is a certain order of operations, hence the title of this particular season. There's an order of operations to getting your work done. So it's understanding what are the priorities, what are the deadlines, and in what order do I execute this? And let's not forget, using a project management tool like ClickUp or Asana is really gonna help centralize all of your projects into one space. You can check off tasks, see what's overdue, see what's behind, see what's on track. Having a tool like this will help you keep yourself focused. Now for my pen and paper squad nation, am I saying abandon all notebooks? Not at all, but something happens when you take your plans off of your paper and put them into a tool that you can visualize your work. And another reason our projects fail in our business is because we haven't properly assessed risk. Oh yes, it's risky business out here in the streets. I tell you what, it's a risk to jump in your car, to go to the mall, to go out and walk your dog. There's always risk all around, right? But an individual risk in terms of planning our projects is an uncertain event or condition that if it occurs has a positive or negative effect on one or more objectives. I will get into opportunity risk in another time, but here's what we're not doing. We're not seeing what we can prevent so for instance, let's say you're planning a course and you've budgeted and you said, I'm gonna outsource the graphics. So you say to yourself, self, let me make sure I put a buffer deadline. Let me make sure that I'm not running up against the deadline for my launch date. So you have your launch date in place and then you have the date for which the graphic designer is going to get the graphics back to you. Why are you doing that? Because you don't want to risk being late for your launch date. So let's say you just said, get it back to me just whenever, or you probably wouldn't say that, but let's say your graphic designer said, all right, I can get this back to you three days before you're gonna launch. Well, that's not going to work because what if something's wrong with the graphics? What if there's revisions? So you definitely want to make sure that you are planning appropriately by taking into account what could go wrong. So that's what we're talking about when we mean managing our risks. Said I creep. Yeah, I'm just creeping on the down low. And y'all already know what it is. Scope creep is real. The mere fact that we sit there, and when I mean we, I'm including me because I've done it before. We sit there, we add features, functions, tasks without assessing the cost, the time, or the resources. We got things we're doing that we have no business doing within the project that we're trying to execute. So it, this takes discipline. This takes constantly studying your work and acknowledging the fact, okay, you have this idea that pops in your head. Ooh, is that in scope to what we're trying to accomplish? If it's not, eh, 
Next time, next time, build upon that next idea when you do this other project again, right? So don't do that. Don't sit there and start scope creeping up and it's going to delay your project. I named three areas, the cost, the time, and the resources. Let's break this down again. Cost, how much is it going to cost you to add another task, another feature, another function to what you're looking to accomplish? Tell me. Is it worth it? You got to you got to weigh out. You got to weigh that out, okay? The time when you are going to add a task, when you're going to add a particular feature or function. You got to ask yourself, okay, how much time is this going to take? How much do I have to invest? If you are going to outsource to someone and you're going to ask them to do extra work, how much money do you have for that? How much time do they have to actually be able to fulfill that particular request? And then resources. Again, almost in the similar vein of what I just talked about with the time piece, but resources can be technology, resources can be software, resources can be people as well. So we have to really assess those three elements when we're talking about adding to the scope of our work. And let me tell you, if you are a service provider and you are providing a service, and you are planning this project out and you are you are going about executing your work and you have someone come up around the corner just around the river bend i don't know why i just went there but just stay with me just around the river bend they they roll up on you and they say what they said uh hey ashley i know that we agreed to 1 2 and 3 in the contract but I got an idea and I want four, five, and six. And maybe from your vantage point, you're saying, well, you know, it's not going to take me that long to do. I would ask you to pump those brakes and I would ask you to consider this, the cost, the time, and the resources that you have to put in. Now, if it's going to be cool with you to do that, that's your business. But you can also do this, hit them up with that extra invoice and be sure to say, if you want X to a be accomplished, four, five, and six, be sure that you have the money to put to that, okay? And that's one way that you can handle that. But going back to the point of scope creep, don't do it, folks. Don't do it. Don't do it. Y'all can tell I'm just a bit passionate about it. But I just believe in the fact that we have to keep this little tight circle around what it is that we're doing so that we can focus, so that when we start building upon doing other larger projects, when we start getting to more complex things, and there's more aspects to what we're looking to do. And so when we have our scope properly managed, we're able to then focus in on what we're particularly looking to accomplish. The planning, the roadmap to success is a direct tie to how strong our scope is. And when we don't have the proper scope, that's because we haven't clearly defined what we're delivering in our product, our service, and our result. So I hope this was helpful for you, this information, the three ways ways that your projects can fail. Number one, the art of planning. We lack proper planning skills and there's an art to it. There's a strategy to it. There's a process to it. And number two, managing our risks. We're not properly taking that other lens, that other perspective and saying, all right, what are some circumstances that could actually derail this project? What could actually prevent me from accomplishing the work that I'm setting out to do? We have to get smarter. We have to ask those critical questions. We may even need to phone a friend, but we for sure need to definitely hone in on the events that can derail our project. And lastly, man, we better get out here like we are some uh, exterminators up in this piece and get this scope creep out of the way 
We not having it. We not having it. You better look scope creep in the face and say, we are not having this here today. So that's what we got to do. We got to put guardrails around the work that we're doing. We got to make sure that we're putting in these indicators. We may get excited about having a particular idea, adding on a particular element to the work that we're doing and saying to ourselves, okay, self, is this really the right moment that I need to be adding this on here? Take a break, take a pause, come back in a couple hours or another day and see if you feel the same about adding in a particular element to the work that you're doing. And remember, there's always cost, time, and a resource factor to the work that you're doing. Man, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of Conversations with Ask Ash. Don't forget, rate and subscribe. Tell a friend what you've learned about this podcast. And don't forget, send a direct message at Ashley Schuler underscore at Instagram. And that's all I have for you guys. I can't wait to see you next time. Thanks for listening. I truly appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next episode. Tired of losing time, money, and feeling ineffective with your work? Click the link in the show notes to apply for the Click Up VIP Day. And also be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow Ashley on social media at Ashley Schuler underscore. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y S-H-U-L-E-R underscore.